Cambridge Insider Podcast time. Hello, everybody. Welcome to yet another episode of the Cambridge Insider Podcast. If you're in the game of international students, if you mix with those players and you're not listening to this podcast, you're just you're losing out on cutting edge information, cutting edge strategies. How do we approach this market? How do we get more students? How do we look after our students? We're the number one podcast when it comes to international F1 high school students coming to this country. Mr. Craig Betson, colleague, co-host, how are you? I I can't believe you left out, friend. That hurts me. Um, I, I'm doing good. Uh, it's actually it's been a good week. Uh, the weather's turning in Seattle, and you and I just had what I thought was one of the much more informative webinars that we had ever hosted in our monthly webinar series. Um, and I know we're going to talk about some of the same things we talked about in this episode, but it's it, it feels like we're finally starting to break through to some of our school officials about the changes in the market. And I think this is going to be a good podcast that we can share. Maybe you send this to one of your um, you know, head of schools that doesn't have enough time to attend an entire webinar, but maybe a 15 minute podcast might make it a little bit more sense. Agreed. Agreed. What are we talking about today? So listen. So, so we are talking about we're doing like a condensed version with some new information of our webinar from yesterday to talk about the changes in the market, how to compete in this market. And then at the very end, we're going to save you some little like hot tips for what is selling in the market right now for international student recruitment. Excellent. Excellent. All right. I, I mean, it, it makes logical sense for us to start with where is the market? I don't think we should spend too much time here because we do talk about that a lot. But, you know, in a condensed nutshell, for somebody listening for the first time, where is this international market right now as we sit here and record this? Yeah, and I think all of our listeners are going to know where the market is. It peaked in 2016, 2017, has been on a slow, like moderate decline for the past couple of years, and then punctuated by a steep COVID drop that really is kind of unique, but, um, you know, was kind of coming. We expect to come back up a bit. You know, it, it was really just accelerating the changes that were happening in the market as is. At the same time, that student numbers, and then we're talking school numbers, are skyrocketing. I believe the term is exponential growth that we all learned due to COVID. And our uh, executive producer, Dean, just said uh, the numbers that he likes to quote are about 2,000 schools were in the market at the beginning of the last decade, and there's 10,000 schools recruiting international students now. Uh, that is so many more schools. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I think to to I, I love you know I love that setting the context there. I think to sum that up, less students coming into the country, less students that are interested, more schools in the market, more schools that are interested, and what that means is it's more competitive. You don't have the luxury to just be open to international students and fill your need from the pool that there is. It just doesn't work like this. I read this great quote and this great quote. Excuse the pronunciation. Um, and I think I shared it with you this week, but but something along the lines of, and we quoted it yesterday in the webinar, that the sooner schools start treating families and students as paying clients, paying customers with the respect that they deserve through the way in which they market their programs, through the value that their program offers to those potential clients, the better. Um, and, and I think that's really important to situate it there because we've gone from a place where 
not all of our schools, but there were some partners that were in this market because it was an easy market to, to mm -hmm. for your need. You could mm -hmm. easily get, you know, eight students to make an international program up, but that would meet your diversity needs. It would meet your financial needs. That is not the case anymore. We need schools in this market that value their students, but also that are willing to put in the hard yards, willing to donate or not donate, willing to invest their resources and some of their money as well into, into making sure that this uh, market is sustainable. I, I absolutely agreed. I frame it as going from reactive to being proactive. You know, I, I think you explained it better, but that's my short snippet kind of quote. All right. So everybody knows where the market is. If you have questions about that, reach out. We've got great resources to share. We continue to share those with many of our partners that ask specifically, as Craig said, if you're mentioning this to a head of school. We've said to schools now and to partners and anybody listening, you need, you know, it's become incredibly competitive. So how do schools compete? How, what do they need to do? What do they need to um, be putting out there to make sure that they can remain competitive in this very competitive market? So I think this is, this is the question now, right? You know, uh, it is competitive. We are in a little bit of a lull right now. And so it's saying, okay, let's re-examine our program. Let's, you know, Joe Biden's out here saying build back better. I quote that in all my meetings. It's that's what we're doing. We're building back better. And so we need to evaluate everything in our programs to make sure that we are doing it in a sustainable way that is going to be successful. So whether or not that's looking at your homestay providers, making sure that you're giving great student experiences off campus as well as on campus are you giving your international students the support that they need uh i actually have an anecdote of a of a top 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 school that uh has great things and they got a new head of school and they said you know we should really be providing esl to these classes just because of these students just because of how difficult it is to transition, even if their English is good. If we want to be the best school in the in the Northwest, you know, we need to be providing the best services, even if their English is good. We don't want anybody to fall through the cracks. Mm -hmm. And then lastly, the big one is to be competitive like any mature industry. We have to hit our marketing out of the park. All right. So, and I, and I think it's important right here just to, again, I, I love to do the summarizing thing. I'm in a, I'm in a very formal teacher type of mood today. <laughs> we, we need to put things in place that make us competitive. Those things you mentioned, we need to evaluate homestays, academic support, social, emotional support, the partners that you partner with so that students walk away and have this exceptional experience so that your program is an exceptional international program. But if we do all that, if we invest our teachers' time, all our resources, some finances as well to make us competitive, and we're not getting into the living rooms, we're not getting onto the phones, we're not getting into the ears and into the minds of our target audience, all of that was for nothing. Is that fair to say? I think so. And uh, I made up this sweet quote uh, don't, don't the other that's I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. I made I made up this sweet quote. I'm going to quote myself uh, from a webinar two months ago of if a student gets into Harvard and nobody hears it, did it even happen? And if we're not marketing ourselves successfully, there's there's 10,000 schools in this market looking at, you know, 3000 students that come here every year. Uh, 
that's one student for every third school. You know, you got to make sure that you are a beautiful school that is partnering right. That isn't just, you know, look, Cambridge Network does some passive marketing, uh, but let's do some active marketing together. Let's let's make it fun. And and this is going back, by the way, I don't like that quote just because I don't understand it. It might be a gold, <laughs> gold mine quote. I have no idea. <laughs> Moving on. Um, just to put this in a little perspective, um, the active marketing that you're talking about is something that schools, um, amongst other educational uh, groups, but schools specifically, high schools in America, have been doing domestically for years. The majority of schools that we talk about approach marketing, recruitment, and admissions on the domestic side very proactively. There are budgets, there's investment, there are events, there are uh, you know, uh, apparel, uh, little armbands, pens, booklets, all of these different aspects that they invest into their domestic marketing, which if you do think about this logically is an easier target audience to market to because the people are all in the same country. They're often people from your community or people from your state that you're marketing to. We're now saying we need to give that same kind of discipline, that same attitude, that same proactive attitude towards international marketing. Invest a little bit in the types of uh, marketing that you do for your international admissions. Absolutely. And you summed it up perfectly. And um, I don't think we're going to get too into the weeds here about how Cambridge Network can help. But we are focusing on this as a company, uh, as our department rolling out our Cambridge Enhanced Marketing to support schools in this. Because the big thing is it is so hard for a school to go out and do this on their own. I, I, I imagine most wouldn't even know where to start. You know, uh, how are you making partnerships with agencies? How are you, you know, getting in there, promoting your schools to them? Isn't that what Cambridge Network does? And that is what we do. But we want to up the promotion for your school so that we are getting in the homes, in the agencies, getting referrals coming through by enhancing our marketing. And that is going to require capital investments from both ourselves and your schools. Excellent. I love it. And just, just one final thought on that topic or on that point is the fact that schools must also remember that part of changing the way in which we market programs, yes, it's a symptom of the market has changed. You need to be out-competing your competitors. It's also just a sign of the way times have changed. If you go to China, just like in the US, social media and different platforms have just taken over the world. Kids, parents, agents, agencies are on their phones. They have access to information today, access to different platforms. And through that access, they get to make better decisions, but also through that access, we get to position ourselves and we get to position our school partners on those platforms that are dominating the fabric of society today. So bear that in mind that this is not just a competition thing. This is as much that as it is marketing has changed over the past four or five years. Well, I think I think I think you raise a really great point about marketing of in domestic marketing, you can often see what you're doing. So it's easy to sell to a board of directors and say, look, I mean, here's the T-shirts, here's the water bottles, here's the students that came to the open house, here's all this information that we know that this is getting out. It is different in the international market because basically you're saying, okay, Cambridge Network, you go out and do it. And it is harder for us to show 
what we've done because it's all analytic based and, and executive producer Dean, this is his big thing now working on making sure that we have the analytics to show our schools, hey, this is how many views your WeChat posts got. This is how many people came to your open house. This it, and, and showing you everything that matters. So we're working on that and we're trying to get it, but we just, we need time to work with your school and succeed. And we know we will get there. All right, final facet of this podcast episode is it's competitive. You need to have a great product. You need to be on the right platforms to showcase your great product. When we tell schools we're going to market them, when we tell them that we're going to do, you know, all that we can in our powers to change our approach to this, what do schools, what are the marketing uh, tangibles, the marketing materials, the, the, the stories, what is the market after right now? What should schools be focusing on making? What kind of content? So here's your, we put it at the end. It's the free little tidbit. So you don't, um, uh, so you can get it, you know, Hey, we'll just end that right there. Um, podcast, it's a live, it's a live event. Uh, this is, this is what we are doing. This is China. This is Asia. The markets change fast. This is social media. This is young people. We can't be doing the same things that we did last year. And luckily, Cambridge Network has two of the smartest people in international marketing that we can count on uh, in Katie Chen, our marketing guru, and Tian in China, where they are looking at and organizing different ways for us to break into the international student market. And what we're seeing right now is the hottest topics are one, coronavirus uh, response, whether this is, you know, something your state has done, whether this is something your school has done, whether you've been online or in person, what investments you have made to make sure that your students are getting the best experience this year and in upcoming years. I do just want to make a point there. Not only will information and content about your coronavirus response as a school show that you are invested in student safety right now and students can actively actually pursue enrollment at your school, I think there's a second aspect to it. It will show prospective families that schools are serious about their students, that they are investing in the long term in a response to a pandemic or a response to a crisis. And I think that beyond mm -hmm. the immediate effect of I'm safe, gives families, gives agents that sense of calm. This is a great school. They've, they had a great response to the virus. I can trust them with my student mm. for the next couple of years. Uh, absolutely. And, and it, yeah, exactly. It shows your investment. Mm -hmm. um, and then, so what are we doing in, in the marketing as well? So that's the hot topic. That's what we're really focusing on. Uh, we're getting videos out, having students talk about what their school has done to support them, how they've still gotten into their dream schools. I'm working on a marketing video with a partner right now. And this is the cool thing about this new digital world is we all know how to use all these fancy toys like Zoom, make videos really easy. So we all go into a room, we record a five minute interview in their native language. Boom, we have that content. Uh, sure, we need to find ways to get it out, but that's what Cambridge Network is here for in order to do. And then moving on, then we're also experimenting with new cool things. So we've invested in all this digital recording material in our schools. 
So can we record classes and show them in China? So I've done demo classes for years and usually I make something up and it's, you know, oh, I'm a representative of XYZ school in Seattle. Uh, this is, you know, what their classes look like. But now with very little investment, we can record a class or live stream a class and say, this is literally what your classes would look like, mm -hmm. or this is your teacher. This is a potential teacher. Here's something that doesn't require a lot of effort on anybody's work, but really shows that really cool way that your school can stand out. Absolutely. Sometimes, you know, and this is how marketing has moved on, a, a, a photograph um, has a thousand different meanings behind it because it's the still frame and, you know, it can be manipulated. A live recording, now we're starting to get down to the sort of the bare bones of, of mm. the matter. It's the same with, you know, we often get asked what's the best type of material is often that that success story of a student that if you can get a student to give a little minute or two minute video testimonial, that is harnessing marketing. That is what the market is after right now. They maybe weren't after that three or four years ago. And, and this is just how things have changed. I want to plead with schools. If you're going to spend any resources, if you're going to invest in this just in terms of your time, harness the power of your alumni and your current students. Mm. Let them tell those stories because those stories go miles further than any any picture or any mm. school administrator or even Craig and I sitting here and talking about your school. We'll all do a great job, but it won't have quite the same impact um, as that as that real life experience of either a classroom like Craig mentioned or an alum or a student that's been successful. All right, Mr. Batson, anything that you want to add just to that discussion? No, absolutely. I, I think that was great. Uh, we hope, you know, if you're ahead of school listening to this, if you're a board member that's had it shared, I hope you found it informative. Uh, Cambridge Network is here to help guide you on this journey of international education and keep you up to date. Uh, feel free to reach out. Stephen, myself, executive producer, Dean, we are happy to meet with you if you have any additional questions. Absolutely, well said. Spring is in the air. We haven't spoken about the weather in quite some time because it's been dreadful. Spring is in the air. Let that be a sign of all school administrators that are listening to this. Let this be the new season. Let's approach things in a different way. If you continue to do the same thing, in the same way and expect different results we all know the quote we all know the quote all right mr betson any final 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 thoughts i mean my question is if you actually know the quote or not i, mean, but... I clearly i clearly just mumbled it <laughs> up so badly i don't but it's something it's something along those lines it's something, any it's final thoughts we're close. no 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 i'm good, right, I'm we'll good. Move it I, really enjoy, I really enjoyed this one i thought this was a, a nice podcast i hope everybody enjoyed listening to it Excellent. Like, subscribe and share um, and we'll catch you around the next episode. Bye bye, everybody.